some actors just just shouldn't direct. Unless you're Clint Eastwood. No, stop, Clint. Stop. And have a break. Just from all. Not anymore, but he's he's his old filmography is great. Oh now yeah, he just makes this, now he just makes the same film over and over. What again. was the last one he did? The Mule. Did anyone see the Mule? No, the last. No, film but was doesn't Richard he have Jewel. two threesomes in that movie? He has two threesomes in that movie. <laughs> Which he just, is insane. He directed it. Yeah. He's, He's directed telling himself, himself to do that. I'm His last film was two. Richard Jewell, though, wasn't it? Which wasn't bad. Yeah, I yeah that was pretty good. That. that was good. I enjoyed that. I've, I've given up on Clint Eastwood directed movies. After that year where he put out Jersey Boys and American Sniper in the same year, I was like, I'm uh, done. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Imagine, imagine <laughs> they were both in... trash. Is he in? Is he in his nineties? Late eighties? No, he's like eighty something. He's imagine half being, dead. Imagine being in your late eighties and directing a film where you have two threesomes in it. That is insane. I mean, <laughs> if you <laughs> if you got the money, that is yeah, that's, that's real. That's fucking hustle from him. <laughs> I'm guessing, have just... I'm guessing you've seen the uh, the weekend update where John Mulaney oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. about it. That's why yeah. I went to go and see it. I was like, I need to find out what the fuck I, this I still haven't about. seen it. I still haven't seen it, but I want to. I... It is What's the context of them? I don't even remember. <laughs> are they with four different women or are they with the yes. same women twice? Four different women. Mental. <laughs> <laughs> the man doesn't stop. They weren't Evidently. scripted threesomes. They were just natural, honest threesomes. They <laughs> <laughs> just happened on set and they were nothing, happened to be captured cinematically on film. Nothing better than a natural, honest threesome. Right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Keeping It Real podcast. As always, I'm your host, James Porter, joined by my esteemed colleagues, Jack Austin and Carmen Starr. I'm going to come up with a new way to introduce you every time. I hope you've realised. Before we get started... I wondered when we made the... (laughs) Head to Twitter and make sure you're following us at Keeping It Real UK for all our latest episodes. Today we are reviewing Joe Wright's The Woman in the Window, starring Amy Adams and about 17 other actors that get wasted. Jack, I'm going to recap (laughs) the drunk. Not drunk, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Two of the Captain Americas. Um, So, an agoraphobic woman who mixes medication with Merlot witnesses the murder of a woman that she only met once. She assumes the crime was committed by her husband, Gary Oldman, which is very believable because he's a total bastard. Obviously, no one believes her, or the film would be super short. Other stuff happens, and then Wyatt Russell has sex with Julianne Moore, which is really awesome for him. Amy Adams tries to deal with her trauma, and then the well son of a dead woman... <laughs> then <laughs> Amy <laughs> that really threw me. Amy Adams tries to deal with her trauma, and then the son of the dead woman turns out to be a budding serial killer. All this ridiculous amount of trauma for some reason cures Amy Adams' previous trauma and agoraphobia, and at the end she moves out of her house. And also a side note of surely after kicking a teenager through the skylight of your home, you'd never be able to sell that. Surely. Probably not, no. That, I can't imagine that forever. Within nine months, as well, a good, no. big good deal. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, I reckon. Within double, double murder, nice steal. <laughs> Four, three, three floors of skylight and a double murder. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> the bodies are still there. Um, yeah, Jack, you called um So you called Gary Oldman. Um, what what did you call him? An insufferable bastard. bastard. A total bastard. Total. So was everyone in this movie. Yeah, they were all Except the worst. Except the teenager. 
which we'll get to that. We'll get to that. How, I've never watched a film with more unlikable characters. Yeah. And the, I, I, all they were were red herrings just to throw you off the scent of who the actual yeah. murderer was. And I hated it. Wyatt Russell, oh my God, boiled my blood. <laughs> he was Why was he? Unlikable. He was just shouting at everything. I was like, please stop. I mean, yeah. Amy Adams is having a tough time, clearly. Clearly, she's going yeah. through some shit. Stop screaming bit, at her. Yeah, I didn't appreciate when he goes up to check the skylight for some reason to, you know, allude us to the fact that it's easily breakable. And just scares her. And then scares her. You know that she's a like a clinically yeah. anxious woman. <laughs> why would you like, do why that? would he do that? He knows. So <laughs> she knows she's crippled by anxiety. And then he'd probably get pissed off with her if she screamed. Yeah, it's insane. Oh, grow up, <laughs> grow up Amy Adams. I yeah, this movie was. I mean, we just talked about mainstream, which wasn't great, but fuck me, this was definitely the worst movie I watched all week. This was oh, trite. Uh, it was. What a phenomenal <laughs> yeah. waste of talent, both in front yeah. and behind the camera. Because Joe Wright's a good director, and how did they get the the level of cast that they did? For the actors that yeah. really, they they didn't do anything in this movie. Julianne Moore did nothing. Yeah, no, she I'm dare you waste Julianne Moore. She, she had, had sex with Russell. Russell off screen. I was going to say off yeah, camera. Yeah, died. that doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. Oh, can we talk about uh, some weird stylistic choices in this movie? But the one that really got me was when Julianne Moore is being stabbed to death. Just the blood splashes on the camera. I was like, Yeah. Did we need that? It's, that doesn't seem and, like the movie that we're in. And obviously. Obviously, they try and hide the killer, but to hide the killer, the killer's just not even there, is it? She's just bouncing around. <laughs> yeah. Like, it literally, she walk, walks to, like, the window frame, and then she falls back. Like, not even falls, like, she, like she's been punched through a wall. Yeah. Launches back. She's got, like, a, a thing in her, a, a knife in her chest, and she's just going, like, help me! And I was like, oh, this is, this is awful. <laughs> um, yeah, um, we, yeah, we, so we skipped through a bit there, but while the, um, the first two acts aren't necessarily like poorly directed. They're just wildly uninteresting. Like I I just didn't care about it. No. I wasn't suspicious of anyone because they were all they were all just equally as unlikable as one another. So I was like, I, I really don't care who it is, really. Just tell <laughs> me soon so I can stop watching this. Um but the third act was oh my I I I baffled. Why suddenly did that teenager turn from such a sweet, sweet, nervous boy into a into Jason Voorhees? Scraping his bloody knife yeah. up the stairs. I was like, come on, man. This yeah. is so out of character and so jarring to what we yeah, just really... watched for the last hour and a half. It was so odd. He was really nice. And then it like he literally basically was just like killing people arouses me essentially is essentially in on paper what he said yeah. and he was like oh, i just love like when the light goes out of their eyes and i was like that is oh god well, I, was, I was bored i was you need jesus <laughs> no it i can only imagine that this is based on a book isn't it i, I imagine know, yeah. it, it sounds like that I, so i can only imagine the material is to blame and I suppose that it did get, you know, adapted into a movie. So I imagine there was some promise in the book. No, but... apparently, apparently the book, I, I, I haven't read it, but apparently the book is good. 
like it is a bestseller. Well, whoever adapted this to capture into a quite script, a lot of the psychologically really. what it's talking about. Uh, yeah, this film seemed like it almost budded out of Joe Wright's love for Alfred Hitchcock. And, oh, which is so know, cockily does, compares yeah. itself to Rear Window at the beginning. Yeah, who? Yeah, yeah. I at the start, I was like, this can't. I was like, God, no, please don't tell me this is another yeah. <laughs> not remake of Rear Window. Have you seen? Did you see Disturbia with? Yeah, uh, yeah, that with Shia LaBeouf. That is terrible. And they much better than this, though. They they said that wasn't a remake, <laughs> which it is. Yeah, and you know who doesn't love a Hitchcock film? But this mm. film is hardly worth anyone's time, to be honest. And my advice to anyone who's going to watch this. Is go and watch an actual Hitchcock film. Go and watch mm. Rewindow, yeah. uh, because this film captures none of the sort of claustrophobic, anxiety-inducing suspense that Rewindow does. And this film almost does seem like an absolute remake of it. But it, I know it's adapted from the book, so I can't really tell if the book was based on Rewindow as well, or is it just Joe Wright's decision to have all these sort of Hitchcockian techniques. Um, the one point I will give this film is I do think it was nice to look at, but I, I guess we've come to expect good cinematography in, in most Joe Wright films. Each yeah. always his films always look nice. Uh, I thought some of the shots, like the one with the scrapes tonight for the wall, were actually emulated sort of that Hitchcockian style quite well because he does have those things in his film. But the suspense leading up to them sets it a tone where that is actually quite scary. Uh, but this doesn't because, like you said, the first two acts are completely different to the third. Yeah. Uh, but other than other than the luck, it manages to capture yeah none of the tension that you get in a Hitchcock film, especially Rear Window, which is by far one of his best films. Uh, apart from it looking nice, I mean the film just falls short, meeting anything Hitchcock would have done like just massively. Mm. So I do feel this film was born out of his love for Hitchcock that's like you were on about the um shot of the Julianne Moore getting murdered and then the blood splattering on on the screen if you're watching a Hitchcock film everyone would be on board with that yeah, yeah. because it, the way he frames and sets his films up all of these things work to just shoehorn them in as a little nod to Hitchcock Hitchcock and then having uh every now and then having like a classic film play on the play on the tv while she's sleeping like that that doesn't that, Rear like, Window is already going to be in my mind because of what this film is. Don't keep reminding me yeah. to maybe put on a better movie <laughs> instead of watching yours because this just yeah. oh my god. And it and in that this this takes it one step further because she has a she starts using a camera just because she owns a camera. When in Rear Window, the point of him using a camera is he's a photographer who can't work because his mm. leg's broken at the moment. Yeah. Like, what's the point of her having a camera? They've just, they're just trying to emulate, uh, just copying Hitchcock in a way when I felt like this film... Yeah, it felt it, like, it, it felt yeah. lazier than paying homage. It was, yeah, 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 yeah. It was ripping it off, really. Yeah, and the, the revelation we talked you talked about at the end of the film with the young boy, the families actually want to be serial killer. That's just... A weird misdirection no one asked for just a misdirection for the sake of being a misdirection to mm. try and be smart or clever the, with the way you reveal your film there was never any like little hints that it was him all the way through that like that's the sort of uh things hitchcock was able to sort of get across in his films you did feel like everyone was responsible yeah. no matter who they were you never thought for a second that anyone was sort of innocent and I don't know, it just it just falls flat on his face here. You need to in in movies like this where you know 
a whodunit, basically. Um, you need to leave signs around and little clues to who it was instead of just a such a tonal shift of, oh, oh it's him, to be surprising. But if you watch through it again, there's no sign of it being the child. You know what I mean? So it's Yeah, because sometimes the up. obvious... Yeah, sometimes the obvious choice is the best choice. Just because yeah. people aren't expecting it doesn't mean it can't be done in an interesting way. You look at Knives Out, like everyone mm. thought it was Chris Evans, and they were like, no, it can't be because it's the obvious choice. And then it was him, and it's still yeah. satisfying, even though you're told from the beginning, basically, that it is him. Mm. Like, I, I don't know, I just feel like sometimes filmmakers try to do too much to try and give a satisfying ending that no one will expect. Like they, they, I think that like they try and they're trying to shock people, yeah. And like have this film talked about when sometimes doing less is more. In this case, you just need to earn it, really earn those surprises. But this film yeah. did it did no legwork for that. It was just throwing unlikable characters at us at every opportunity. So we go, oh, maybe it's them, maybe it's them. Never suspecting the kid. Oh, it's the kid. Well, that doesn't work. That doesn't make sense. For what you've yeah. been setting up, this yeah. Is all the like you said about bad characters or like unlikable characters, all the performances from otherwise great established actors as well, just to me were so one note to the point where I lost total interest in the characters in this scene, uh, which it was meant to be like quite an explosive sort of uh, anxiety-inducing scene. I imagine where Gary Oldman confronts Amy Adams in her house where he slaps her son with this like, weird little jump scare they tried to get away yeah. with by him slapping his son. Uh, but, but that this seems both actors just essentially chew up scenery and attempt to sort of like weirdly out-act each other and who can be the loudest or most emotional at that moment. And it, that just didn't work for me. It really lost me there. Yeah, Amy Adams is the only actor who really gets anything to do. And even though it's something to do, it's not good. Yeah, but all of uh, me and Jack were talking. Her most recent roles all seem to be like this. Just very like she's always playing some sort of middle class person with sort of uh, addiction troubles, and she's always glassy, red eyed through the entire film, and she just sort of mopes about. I feel like there's been like three or four performances in the last couple of years where that, that seems to be the role she's like almost typecast in that role now. Yeah, and it just, Get I out just of don't. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because she is capable of great performances. Like, I think the last one that really blew me away was Arrival. Or, yeah, or Nocturnal, Nocturnal Animals. Nocturnal Animals. Same year? Yeah, same 2016, year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a good year for her, and she didn't get nominated for it either. <laughs> Shocking. Right, do we want to talk about this anymore, or do we want to rate it? Um, I want to. My, oh, I just on. want to tell you that my favorite part of this film was when it was over, and I turned to Calvin and said, "What did you think about that?" And he just said, "That was horrible." <laughs> <laughs> Netflix, you it. can have that. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> one free from Calvin. That was horrible. <laughs> right, Jack. We'll start with your rating. Um, I want to go for a three. I actually kind of preferred it to mainstream. Let's not say much. Um, because that was absolute piss. Yeah, I think the characters were just so unlikable uh, to the point where I didn't care who did it. I was glad that they were just... I'm glad that the conclusion came so that it could just be over. And it, it when... Yeah, if, it's, if you're going to do a whodunit, do it interesting, interestingly. Like, 
yeah, like what Cal was saying about Knives Out, I think that's bang on. Like, <clears throat> I don't give a shit. If you don't give me anything to go on, or like trying to, me trying to work it out for myself, then I'm not going to enjoy the conclusion. So, yeah, mm. a three. A three. Carmen? Uh, yeah, I think I go for a three as well. And that those points would basically be given for the only really good point I had to make on this film, which was uh, the sort of cinematography and some of the stylistic sort of choices to try and be Hitchcockian did feel like that, but they were so out of place. But, I, you know, it's a Joe Wright film. It's going to be shot really, really well. And the use of lighting yeah. is going to be, like, really on point. Yeah, so three out of ten. Uh, I'm going to give this a two. Um, just uh, the, Somehow they wrangled together an incredible cast with a shocking script. Um, and the end really made me laugh. I was very bored throughout, but the third act really it gave me some giggles because it was ridiculous. And I was like, when did this turn into a serial killer movie? This is ridiculous. So a two. Uh, so same score as mainstream, guys. That is a 2.5 from us. Oh, what a solid oh. week. And we flip. We, we can only pray that next week is better. <laughs> <laughs> Although maybe yeah, not because so. Saw's out. <laughs> Spiral. Not a, not a lot of hope for spiral. And that's the show for today, guys. Thanks as always for watching. Head to our Twitter and follow us at Keeping It Real UK. From there, you can find links to our Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Please like, rate, and subscribe where you can. Also, hit that bell icon on YouTube if you want to be notified when new episodes drop every week. We'll be back next week with our review of Army of the Dead. Until then, keep it real.